Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious. I'm Chris Lappin and I'm joined by Nick Davy. Good evening. And Oliver Newman. Good evening. Yeah. How are you doing this evening, lads? Yes, uh, yourself. Very good, very good. Yeah. All good here, thanks, Chris. Yeah. Have you been to any wrestling shows recently? Yeah, I was at Pro Wrestling Subjective on Sunday. Mm. Uh, Ruckus in Rowley. Oh, sounds cool. And yeah, it was, in all honesty, you've got the, the perfect venue for professional wrestling. Um, a card of supremely talented men and women. Mm. Uh, usually a show has like peaks and valleys to kind of uh, take the, the fan on a roller coaster journey. Mm. But looking back at my notes and the feeling that I got live and stuff, I think this show was all peaks, oh, in cool. all honesty. Um, they've got a great thing going with Pro Wrestling's objective. And I'm proud to call it my my home base, much like uh, AWW in the British Wrestling book. Uh, I'm proud to call Pro Wrestling Subjective my home. So I just wanted to start where I went to Wrestling MediaCon. I always want to call it Wrestle MediaCon. That sounds better than Wrestling MediaCon. Yeah, Wrestle MediaCon does sound better, actually. It sounds bigger. You, <laughs> you call it that, Chris. We'll, we'll play along. Yeah, yeah Wrestle MediaCon. It was really fun. Um, me and Anthony arrived, and we went. We got took up to. They call it the Space Bar Cantina, and it was basically just a complete rip off of the Cantina from Star Wars: A New Hope. They had all weird aliens about, and a rip off Han Solo. It looked nothing like Han Solo standing there. And then we set up, and I wanted to thank um, Simon Rathstein from the Fight Network for setting us up and invited us to the show. It was amazing. So we did our first interview with him. I'll play that at the end of this section. But, yeah, thank you to him and the Fight Network UK. And it was a bit like a wrestler speed dating. <laughs> there was Eddie Edwards, Trevor Lee... You, should, you can tell us about that experience, mate. <laughs> there was Eddie Edwards, uh, Trevor Lee, Eli Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Money joking, I've Nick. Been, Love I've, you, really. I've never been speed dating, but I assume it'd be like you had about you had ten minutes of each person basically. So, yeah, I've Ed- been speed dating once, but I had a drink for it me, so I left it at that. <laughs> that's that's winning, that is Nick. <laughs> <laughs> hey. yeah, so Back the, to the show. Yeah, so there was Eddie Edwards, <laughs> Trevor Lee, Eli Drake, and Joe Hendry. So, yeah. He makes things better. He always makes things better. Yeah. We discuss- with Joe Hendry. We did discuss his. How we got his intros, the idea for his intros, and his current run with Impact and the reboot of WOS. Yeah, all, all the, other, the other interviews are really fun with Eddie Edwards and Trevor Lee and the I Drake are all really fun to talk to. And yeah, and all the interviews will be in a, there'll be a description, a link in the description below this podcast. But then, whilst we're waiting for our interview with Joe Hendry, my favourite YouTuber, Brian Zane from Wrestling with Regret walked past and I was like, Brian, do you want an interview? And he was like, yes. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was a bit starstruck. Luckily I'd had a, two cans by then. So I was a bit, had some Dutch courage. To, <laughs> so that was really fun. That's, that, that's when you're at your best, Chris, though, to be honest. All the interviews that you've gotten for Broken Book Glory. So when you're tipsy, you're all drunk. So keep doing it. I don't usually drink during our interviews. <laughs> I drink during the podcast. Well, <laughs> We don't encourage okay. binge drinking. <laughs> no, we don't. Coming from somebody who's straight edge, no, we don't at all. Yeah, you, can, you can tell <sighs> I'm just nervous when I interview because I, I just giggle like a little girl the whole way through. <laughs> 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 yeah, and then we caught a few matches from the Rev Pro, which was great. Um, Phantasma, El Phantasmo won the British J Cup, defeating Kashida, Rich Swan, and Rocky Romero in the final. That was a great match. And if, if you can catch it anywhere, um, Aussie Open versus Bandito and Flamina, I think his name was. was Flamita. Also Flamita. Yeah, he was a really great. Here's Flamita, <laughs> here he comes again. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a, a very good entrance theme. Yeah, that was an amazing match. Uh, if you, if, I don't know if it's on YouTube or anything. I don't know if they filmed it. But, um, yeah, and then, as everybody was watching Rev Pro, and then the... World of Sport panel started. I noticed all the 
tables were a bit empty, so I walked up to the cultaholic table, and I now I've had about four cans, so I'm really <laughs> got loads of courage now. So then I went up to Adam Bichitti from Cultaholic and said, do you want to do an interview? And he was like, yes. Yeah. So I was like, really? <laughs> and then he stood up. I was like, yeah, you're, you're pretty good with this old Dutch courage there, Lark, aren't you, Chris? I'm okay, once I've had a couple of cans of them. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and then he stood up, I was like, fuck, you're tall. He goes, yes, I am very tall. <laughs> <laughs> six foot seven. I've only ever seen him in videos. <laughs> and he has, re- he has really fun stuff to read. Has a great story about the horrible things his dad used to put on pizzas and stuff. So I recommend doing that. It's good. Only yeah, it was only a six minute interview. So it's really fun. Uh-huh. Then we finished the night by going to the Impact versus UK. I'd recommend the Lana Roster versus Sue Young match, the LAX versus Flash and Storm, and the Barbed Wire yeah. baseball bat death match. Between Sammy Callahan. Well, this was showing. Sorry, Chris, one second. This was showing live on Twitch. So even though I couldn't be at WrestleMediaCon myself yeah. uh, in person, I was able to watch this on Twitch. And apart from the really annoying ad breaks, which really took away from it, um, Lana Austin against Sue Young was amazing. Yeah. I mean, talk about making your debut in your home city. Uh, on the national stage, she she blew it out of the water. Mm. Jody Fleisch and Johnny Storm against LAX was absolutely incredible too. Um, I really, really hope there's a rematch stateside between the two teams. And Jimmy Havoc against Sammy Callahan was um, everything a deathmatch uh, fan would love, really. If you're, uh, for fan, me, if you're a fan of deathmatch and you're a fan of comedy yeah. wrestling, you'll, you'll love that match because it was so funny and so brutal at the same time. <laughs> exactly. When, when, he, when he jumped onto the pins, well, that was pretty mad. Yeah. Oh. yeah. You'd hear everyone in the crowd go, ooh! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was a great, yeah, really fun. After that show, I walked outside and there was Rich Swan, um, T- um, Tyson T-Bone, Ollie Davis... And Luke Owen from Wrestle Talk, so I was talking to them for a little bit and I got all their, their autographs. And it was just amazing. So I hope they get invited yeah. again next year. So, so. Is it going to be next year? I hope so. <laughs> they haven't yeah. said. I think it, was pretty, it was a success, it was busy. And all the wrestling was yeah. amazing. So. Uh-huh. But I'm a bit disappointed because I wanted to. Alex Shane and. Um, Greg Lambert with her, and every time I went to ask them for an interview, somebody came up and started talking to them. I was like, <laughs> and, and there was at one point where Jeff Jarrett was just standing there by himself, and I went to ask him for a selfie, and my phone died. I was like, Oh, oh man, so I was like, oh, that's cool. got in. Yeah, so I need to take a charger next time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but, but amazing, amazing experience again. Check out all the interviews. There'll be a link in the description. Um, one more thing about just to, as we're talking about Impact, should we quickly go on to the Impact Hall of Fame returns of Barn of Glory? And they're going to in, they're going to induct one person, and they will announce it this week on Impact. So who do you think should join? So currently it's Kurt Angle, Sting, Jeff Jarrett, Team 3D, Gail Kim, and Earl Hebner in the Hall of Fame at the moment. Who else do you reckon? Who should be this one? The one this year. Unsung hero for me, uh, Scott Demore. If you look at everything he's done, dating back to when he was like booking the show and stuff, and obviously he's on um, on the booking team yeah. with Don Callis now. Uh, TNA, NWA, TNA, Impact Wrestling, whatever incarnation you want to talk about, yeah. has been at its very best when Scott Demore's been involved in it. Yeah, definitely. So, so I'll say him. Yeah, I uh, uh, well. I think Scott Stein is my number one. Yeah. Uh, for uh, I think just given the fact that one, it's not going in WWE Hall of Fame anytime soon. No, definitely. Not. Um, <laughs> and obviously he's done. He's been in TNA for a while. This has obviously come from somebody who doesn't watch an awful lot of TNA. Um, but yeah, and I think Scott Stein is um, uh, yeah definitely the obvious choice for me. Failing that um, again, it's not obviously there's a lot that are in WWE now, so. Um, I'd say Faden Scott Steiner potentially you could go for Austin Aries yeah he's been there for a while so. well he's been there and obviously went to WWE and he's obviously come back there so mm. yeah Aries is my second one but um, I think yeah Scott Steiner is my, my, my obvious one um, I've gone for Awesome Kong that could be a good 
way to get some eyes on it with how good Glow's going. Got reviews for Glow have been. Yeah, Awesome Kong is. It, you know, with Gail Kim going in the other year, mm. Awesome Kong might be a really good choice. And the uh, I mean, other one's Abyss, because he's been there since day dot. He's rejected WWE a couple of times because he just wants to make impact the best it can be. Yeah. So here is our interview with Simon Rathmore from Fight Club TV, and then we'll be reviewing Hell in the Cell. Hello and welcome to Broke of Glorious. I'm delighted to be joined by Simon Rothstein. Hello. How are you doing, Simon? Yeah, good. I'm enjoying wrestling media con. It's been a fun weekend. Who was your favourite wrestler growing up? Hulk Hogan. Okay. Just loved him. Uh, massive Hulkamaniac. And then also Ultimate Warrior, that match. In fact, I was more of a warrior by the time of WrestleMania 6, more of a little warrior, whatever. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was a savage, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you were more like, savage, yeah. I, was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I like the smaller athletes rather than Right, yeah. Maybe the tough, massive oh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite movie starring a wrestler? Oh, that is a good one. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy probably. Yeah. But that's like I don't know if that's because of Dave Bautista's in it or he's not. Brilliant yeah, it's it. just a, he's brilliant. And but the two, the second one, I thought the first one I thought was fantastic. Mm. Um, I still haven't seen Infinity Wars. It's on the list, doesn't it? It's good. We're meant to be doing a top twenty films with wrestlers in. That's, yeah. like, that's coming up. You've like got to see Fifteen. I've oh, seen really? It, so. I mean, that <laughs> even more is like. I mean, it just happens that there's a wrestler in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> because there's a massive cast of characters. Um, other than that, oh, the other film that I absolutely love, obviously The Wrestler. I yeah. guess there are some wrestlers in it, yeah. right? Our, but, our, um, our truth, because our truth said that qualified for our list. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's like half a scene when they get changed. <laughs> yeah, I just The Wrestler is probably the greatest movie about wrestling ever made. Yeah. How do you feel about putting pineapple on pizza? Oh, that's quite a common question, actually. Mm. A lot of people ask. Um, I don't really, ha- I don't particularly have it myself but I don't have a problem with people having it defence <laughs> on that uh, I'll do one more so uh, cool. yeah. which two wrestlers would you do tables for free with would I do what for free table for free if it's, it's on the WWE oh yeah oh yeah um, if you could pick two wrestlers which what would you like to I don't really watch much WWE Network um, <laughs> who would I pick probably Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels oh definitely yeah, <laughs> I think that would be a good one to talk to them about it uh, do you want to promote your social media before we go oh yeah so um, people can follow Fight Network on at Fight Net UK or Fight Network UK on Facebook can I talk about WOS wrestlers uh, it's only just dawned on me I'm, I'm sick of the hate in all honesty I mean this could be a rant all day but I don't really mind um, and so you can keep it in the you know people have been begging for British wrestling to be back on TV uh, since the revival days, so that's 2002. Mm. 16 years later, it's on national TV. The product's good, uh, you know, in ring and stuff. I haven't seen a bad show so far. I'm a few behind. Um, I think people are complaining for complaining's sake. In all honesty, if you told people the sky was blue, they'd say it was green, and it really frustrates me as somebody who's given up 14 years of my adult life to write about professional wrestling. Um, with one, one of the key things I wanted was British wrestling being back on national TV, that we've got it, and everyone's just, uh, you know, criticising it. And it's it's really frustrating on the outside looking in, because this is everything that we've all wanted. You know, the likes of Alex Shane, uh, he's done so much to, to get British wrestling on TV. So many people behind the scenes, I'm forgetting names. Um, yeah, everyone wanted this moment. Um, I wanted it so badly in 2009, it didn't come to pass. And now you're getting like Rev Pro, on, that's going to be on Sky TV, on Free Sports and stuff. And everyone just needs to understand that in 2018, you've never had it better. And I've been watching it for 27 years. And we need to step back and we need to be fans again, in all honesty. There you go. I only complain with WRS is the Russian, the just Russian storyline. I know it's only ten episodes, but the the whole uh, Max Dead cruise they went from break it up to a loser leaves town match next show. Well, I did say I was behind, but yeah. thanks for the spoiler. <laughs> I'm on the one with um, I'm I'm on the tag team title, uh, the one before the tag team title oh, okay. uh, match final. So, yeah. I won't tell you the leaves, but I would have had they break up, have two matches where maybe one match they get double count out. Next match, somebody wins, or Cruz wins by cheating, and then have a loser leaves that match on the last show. Yeah. That makes sense. It, it, yeah. it 
it's difficult because they've only got 10 shows. Yeah. If they had the WWE all year long, um, or NXT UK or whatever, mm-hmm. then you're looking at a different kind of... But for a family-friendly product, I mean, you know, I've watched this with family members and we've, we've enjoyed it up and down. I mean... Uh, we saw Gabriel Kidd versus Liam Slater on my la- on the last one I watched, mm-hmm. and the wrestling in there from a technical world of sport style of wrestling, and it was back in the day, was absolutely on point, and it was absolutely fantastic. I've enjoyed each uh, each week's show. I'm just behind because um, you know there's not enough hours in the day. I've really enjoyed every show. Just I'm saying the storylines are a bit rushed, and there hasn't. I like a bit more focus on the heavyweight championship. But, but Fair enough. I'm, I'm quite happy. Well, that rant wasn't for you, Chris. It yeah. was for everyone else who's complaining about I'd it. I'd say, me, 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 my kids both love it. And, um, oh, it's all that matters. It's, yeah. it's family-friendly, you know, fun. And if they're looking for a, a, a time slot and they can't get Saturday afternoon for whatever reason, I'll put it on Sunday morning. Yeah. I'd say, my, my yep. three-year-old loves Justin Size. We call him Superman Wrestler. And he's just... He, he's incredible. Yeah. He's come out of nowhere and really, really impressed me. Yeah, they did a um, WOS panel and he's he usually travels the world doing a superhero, a Marvel superhero circus type thing. Okay. That's what he's been doing recently. He used to, he used to be a wrestler then. Went off and did that for a couple of years. But then oh, okay. so, but that, that finished and they gave him a call and he, saw, he came and done this. No, Justin Sizer reminds me of, um, who was the one on World of Sport? Was it Eddie Dennis? The one from Plymouth? Yeah, I like, it. I like Eddie Dennis. Yeah, I, I would liken them them two uh, kind of characters, mm. but then Justin Sizer is just fantastic. Uh, athletically, I mean, the 450 splash is a really, really cool move to see that big man do. This is a self-professed master of the backbreaker, Drake Winner, and you are listening to Broken but Glorious. Back to Hell and Cell. There you go. So did anyone watch <laughs> yeah, the Hell kickoff show? <laughs> I, I Me and Cassie watched the kickoff show, so, you know, go talk about that. I didn't see it. I only saw the highlights were around on the show. Nick, you still with us? I'm still here, yeah. It looked like a good match. Uh, I, just, I, only saw, I only saw the end of it. So. That, that was a fantastic match. Hmm. Don't you think, Nick? Yeah, it was a good match, a um, good opening to what well, obviously in the pre-show, obviously you haven't got all the fans in the arena yet, and what have you, people getting uh, drinks or food for the show, so it was quite an empty arena, it looked like, um, for that. But yeah, no, overall I thought it was a, a very good match. Um, yeah, I think um, there was obviously a bit of story I'd tell in again with, I think there was an error with Aiden English and Rusev, so... Well, I was thinking about a month ago, like they were moving away from them, splitting up in Adam, so they would headed back into them, splitting up again. I can't, I can't see any money in a English Rusev feud, but I can't see money in them staying together. But the thing is, in this situation, though, Chris, they're, they're organically created, like Zack Ryder was. Yeah. And obviously, for whatever reason, WWE doesn't like you when that's the case. Rusev Day was, you know, the fans started that. No one else did. Um, and they... They should have gone all the way over and they should have been the tag team champions. I think beforehand is Rusev go for the US title once, you know, not a, a, a long time ago. He probably should have won that. And in all honesty, he's, he's one of the best heavyweights who's never been a real universal champion. Yeah, That's think, how highly I think of it. Every pay-per-view match he's had since his world title match has been a pre-show match. Wow. That's how far he's fell down the Yeah. Ground. But couldn't they? It feels it's only a ten-minute-long match. Couldn't they fitted it on the main card somewhere? Take a couple of minutes off the Jeff Hardy, um, awesome match itself. Only twenty-five minutes long. Mm. Well, yeah, especially given it's one of the big belts as well. Well, it's, it is a, a, a belt, and given the Intercontinental wasn't being used. Yeah. Um, on China. <laughs> Speaking of that, I did love a, a tweet by a WWE reporter that all the ti- all the big Raw titles are on the line tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I I thought this match was a fabulous way to start the show. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Sorry. Go on, Nick. No, I was going to say, I don't watch a lot of pre-show matches, but if, uh, it was very good for a pre-show match. So the only disappointment was, obviously, that there wasn't, there wasn't many people in the ground watching, so all I could see was empty seats. But, again, obviously, 
um, you can't rush people into the stadium. Obviously, they want to do it at their own time. They probably maybe gone for a few. I don't know, like the pub before or something. So, mm. um, or bars as they call it in America. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or even say you also get refreshments for the show. or going for a quick toilet break before it starts. So, but there seems to be a lot of them. There seems to be a lot of empty seats in the uh, uh, throughout the match. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I didn't notice that. I was completely enthralled with the action. Uh, the, the miscommunication leads. Uh, you know, helps the storyline along. But much like you guys, I don't want to see the end of Aiden English and Rusev. Uh, uh, but you can you can see it happening. Um, they, they're, they're better as a tag team. Uh, and then maybe in the future, they'll do the split. But, you know, they, they could have won the tag titles in this kickoff show match. That's, that's how much I believed in them. So, um, you know, the fans in the, the arena were chanting Rusev Day. And... Uh, yeah, it's like, well, what more do you want? The, the fans are buying the merchandise, which we all know merchandise is a huge thing in WWE. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's you, you've got to take a chance on them, give them the tag team titles and, and see where they go with them. But if you're not going to take a chance on somebody, then how will you ever know? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so the main card opened with Randy Orton defeating Jeff Hardy. Um, for the most part, I didn't think this needed to be a cage match, I thought. It was basically a TLC match in a cell. So, I think I don't think it was a bad match. I thought it was really brutal, and I thought both guys gave the ball. And if you see the photos on Instagram of Orton, oh, <laughs> Orton putting a screwdriver through Jeff Hardy's ear. Yeah, you know, that made me sick a little bit. I can't remember the last time I watched a WWE match. That was crazy. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah. That was not PJ. I, I, I've, I've looked, you know, uh, Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. Uh, I watched some of the matches from 2008 for my latest book, and like every time they get together in the ring, it's just magic. Mm. I, I really, really like that tandem of um, of Orton and, and Hardy, and they were, they were showing off the results between the two. And I think it was five four or something, so it's been evenly spread. Yeah. And then uh, they met in Hell in the Cell, which is something they haven't done before. Jeff Hardy's not done it before, and then Jeff Hardy does the crazy ending. This is exactly what you what you want from a Jeff Hardy match. This bit of timing was a bit out because Orton got off that table lot, 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 long before he fell. I, if it, back in the day, if it was one of the Hardy uh, Dudley boys, they would have got off last second. But, mm. but yeah, he, he must have seen. Yeah, I, I would have liked Orton to be on the table but, slightly longer. Yeah. So. The, the thing is, in that situation, though, Chris, if he leaves it longer and he falls, then you, you've messed up that way as well. It's a difficult one. Difficult one. But I thought the, the match was... You, you said it off, off air, Chris. Uh, this pay-per-view was more extreme than extreme rules. It definitely is. Um, and and this, was, this was the opening match. Yeah. Uh, you you couldn't watch this in front of the family. Um, <laughs> but if you wanted non PG WWE, then you got it in this match and it, it delivered in spades. I thought it was a fantastic opening to the show. Yeah, I think from a storyline pr- pr- um, aspect, it was it's a great way to end the feud and hopefully bites Jeff off for a while to get his back injury sorted. Well, I think with like Randy Orton as well, as it puts him in a great uh, position. Because he said he was going to go and basically do the legend killer stuff again, didn't he? But obviously not legend killer, but go after people's heroes. So if yeah. he's taking out Jeff Hardy mm-hmm. and he goes after somebody else and he takes that person out, then Randy Orton has become, um, you know, vicious and and uh, and brutal and everything we liked back when he was, you know, taking on Foley in uh, in Backlash in uh, 2004. And then there's obviously been some some times where he hasn't felt respected and stuff and the storyline really feels um, legit in all honesty um, and it'll be great to, to see what happens next because like you said uh, Jeff Hardy but then he said Jeff Hardy walked out the medical facility on WWE.com so I, I don't know where they're going with this one but it was uh, a cracking start to the show um, they wrestled you know a bit, bit Randy Orton match bit Jeff Hardy match and a Jeff Hardy ending and, you know, that's always uh, fascinating to see. Yeah, as I say, I can't remember the last time I watched a WWE match where um, 
where you're actually looking away at times, that screwdriver and stuff, I don't oh, know I think about it, but um, yeah. I actually had to look away, and I can't remember the last time I'd done that yeah. in, a, in a WWE environment where I had to look away because I had to put two, oh, it's going to be painful, <laughs> uh, so no, it's good, yeah. it's good. And I, I do, I do, so I'm not, I'm not so asking for every match to be like that, but it, wasn't, it was refreshing. So it was a very refreshing match. Well, the, the refreshing thing is, it. sorry, the thing is in this situation, Nick, when men, the Attitude Era, I'm not sure if that was before your time or whatever, yeah, the Attitude Era, you used to have this kind of thing every match. Now you're not getting every match, it becomes more special. Well, that's it, yeah, exactly. And so it was a fantastic open show, really, really enjoyed the match. So it was very brutal at times. And, uh, yeah, again, it's just around the autumn there. It's, it's the best kind around the autumn, isn't it? Yeah, Heal Autumn's the best. Uh, so next up, Becky Lynch wins the title for Charlotte. Yay. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, so it was another very good match, another pleasing finish, as we've all seen. Um, I, th- I thought there was good heat overall, and Becky worked brilliantly. I'm thinking WWE are trying to make a heel, but the fans aren't just they're booing Charlotte rather than so I'd like it if Charlotte turned heel, turn on the fans and turned heel. Well, I thought we were going to get that at the end of the show, to be, oh, at the end of the match. Sorry, yeah. I, I thought um, that was that was leading to that because I think, but yeah, Becky as a heel is called down. Fantastic. Obviously, WWE one would be annoyed. I, I, I don't want a heel. I want to be like a stone, a stone cold Becky type thing. Yeah, well, that's, it's just gone down so well. I don't know if, 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 if this is a heel Becky. This badass Becky, we'll call it. Yeah. That's just gone down so well with the fans, which I quite agree with. I think it's been excellent. And, did uh, you yeah. guys see... Sorry, Nick. Did you guys see that um, they were confiscating the Boo the Woo uh, signs? No. In, in support of Becky Lynch. That's what I read online. Yeah, did you notice how the commentators were really on to how Becky is the heel that she's turned her back on her best friend and it's how terrible it was. And it's like, no, that's not the well, story. The thing, is, <laughs> the, the, the thing is, in this situation, though, Becky's been turned on how many times? By everyone. So, hmm. you know, there's only so much you can do with that, really. Well, that's, that's uh, not the story they've been telling. Natalia turned on her. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, everyone turned on her. Yeah, and, and then... Finally, she's turned her back, and the fans are thoroughly behind her because they still believe in the the Becky Balboa story. But she hasn't, she hasn't turned her back. Say. She's just frustrated that Charlotte keeps getting inserted into all her opportunities. She hasn't exactly. turned her back. That, that's the story they've been playing. But last night, the commentators were trying to put on her that Becky's turned her back on her best friend. But that's not the story they've been telling for the last couple of weeks on SmackDown. So. Well, it's WWE revisionist uh, history, isn't it? That's that's exactly how it's been. Um, Charlotte's won the title and Becky's been happy for her and then Charlotte gets inserted into the SummerSlam um, Smackdown Live Women's title match with Camilla and Becky wins the title and then you know she gets inserted the week before I think it was wins the title and it was going to be Becky and Carmella one on one and Becky would have won that match probably I'd love to see Charlotte's average title reign Charlotte's not the opportunity She's had loads of I'd love to see the average t- Charlotte title reign length. It must be less than two months. Cause she wins the title and loses it straight away all the time. So. Do you reckon that so the, the due to face each other again at Super Show Down Under, whatever it's called, and then again at Evolution, do you see, uh, uh, do you see Charlotte winning it? In Australia, and then Becky wins the back in Evolution. The greatest super show known to mankind down our the greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> <of> the <ring. sighs> well, they're going back to Saudi Arabia in November, aren't they? Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> Sorry, for Nick. Yeah, we'll talk about I that think later. You should be kicked off the podcast <laughs> forever and ever and ever because you're now making me cry. All right, so next up we had. <laughs> At least it wasn't as bad as your speed dating experience, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> So next uh, up, do you reckon it's tag team match of the year? Yes. So yeah, that 100%. was awesome. So I've and those guys the Raw four after the yeah. SmackDown six uh, from two thousand and two. Yeah. Uh, McIntyre, Drew, uh, sorry, not Drew. Uh, McIntyre, Ambrose, Rollins, and Ziggler are the four uh, workhorses of uh, Raw, and you put any element of that match one-on-one or whatever 
then yeah, you're guaranteed because obviously uh, Rollins versus Ziggler from SummerSlam is a match of the year candidate, and this is one of the one of the best tag team matches all year. It was astonishingly good. In our end of year awards, how many Seth Matt Rollins matches will be in it? Reckon it could be all four. <laughs> Same versus Miz, his versus Ziggler, and then this match. <laughs> Probably. Someone's having a crashing good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's been. Um, I think with uh, with Seth, he's, he's clearly been superstar of the year, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, he's been absolutely excellent. Oh, yeah, well, you said with, with AJ Styles, Nick, and you said that's what you'd like to see at Survivor Series. Thank you, Uh You said that Seth Rollins has had the kind of year that AJ Styles has had. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, I beg, I beg your pardon, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, exactly, sorry, I should have said. Yeah, no, uh, no exactly, AJ Styles last year, he stole the year, didn't he? Well, he stole 2016 and 17 for that matter. Yeah, um, yeah. Seth's completely and utterly stolen the year, but this match here was excellent, it just ticks every box that you're looking for in a tag team match, really, isn't it? And it just proves that tag team wrestling, it booked correctly like this was, booked from start to end, yeah. can be an absolute dream to watch to be fair can't it I mean it was yeah. brilliant from start to finish um, it was like it, sorry Nick it was like the revival against uh, the geez, what the uh, American Alpha it was like revival against American Alpha it was like revival against Johnny Gargano and Smash Champa um, like you said, uh, tag team wrestling, if booked correctly, with the right amount of time, with the right people, uh, can be absolutely incredible. And I was so proud to be a fan watching this match. Oh, I know, this was a great match. My girlfriend put down my phone and watched it. And said, oh, really? <laughs> I, said, I really enjoyed that match. Tag team wrestling, I think, on its day is up there. And you've been like, why this is the revival over Toronto from 2016, I think it was. Yeah, 2016 NXT Toronto. It was just insane. That was one of the best. The two were a free fall match, Nick. Yeah, correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just insane. As I say, I'm a huge, huge fan of tag team wrestling as it is. I feel like there's so many great teams on Raw and SmackDown that aren't used correctly, which really annoys me. But that's another subject. Um, and I think, yeah, again, it just proves that if you do back, if you do book and you do allow superstars to do stuff, this happens. And the ending, I thought, was just superb um, as well. Really, just that the kick by McIntyre was dull falling on. Oh, it was just brilliant. And um, no, I've got, I've got. I was, I was hoping the shoot it was going to. I was hoping. The shield was going to end with all the gold, but I've got no complaints of Drew and Dolph. And I will say something about McIntyre. I think he's been probably, I think I've said this on the last show, didn't I, or the show before, um, that he's been probably the, well, I think he's been the best out of everyone that, since the um, the Superstar shake-up. Yeah, definitely. Out of everyone, yeah. who, was, out of everyone who was shaken up, obviously. Sorry, the interesting thing here, to me, just off the top of my head, is I'd love to know who produced this match behind the scenes. Because I, I haven't read about it online, but it would be really interesting to find out who who put this match together uh, along with the four wrestlers in the ring. Because mm. they need to be involved in every tag match going forward. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, def- uh, so Next up was AJ Styles versus Simone Joe. Um, I've made many notes on this. Uh, I've it's a great match between the two. Um, yeah, I think they both played off the storyline really well. Um, there's another match at Super Showdown, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, yeah, the, many notes. The, the thing is, in this situation, Chris, the pre-match video, my gosh, that was creepy. Yeah. In 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 like a really cool VT way. I mean, if you weren't behind AJ Styles going to this match, unless you respect Joe for what he's done and want him to be the champion. Um, you're never going to be behind uh, AJ Styles because that was just inc- when when WWE does the, the VT stuff correctly. Yeah, they they nail it, and I thought the same at SummerSlam, um, in, including during the match as well. And then um, before this match was was just you know fantastic, and the ending to the match as well I thought was superbly done. And 
unlike Styles versus Nakamura, where we weren't sure of when we'll get that great match, I think you've had, you know, two uh, excellent matches in different ways, and long may this series continue. And 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 to go against everything I've just said, I I really hope that Samoa Joe comes out with the title um, when it's all said and done. I can't see him losing because the I, title I re- till after the game's released because AJ Styles is the cover. Yeah, he's the face of WWE 2K19. Isn't he? So, I don't know. Yeah. I feel uh, like Ryan's wrestling the Miz uh, in a number one contenders match at the super, at the super, super, super strong showdown, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I can see. Yeah, and then Miz wins, and then uh, Brian That's wins the Rumble, and then I, I'm just hoping, uh, which which Nick said, Survivor Series, AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, and then. That, that'll be like Christmas comes early for me because I, I watched a match on the, the indie scene when Seth Rollins was just uh, starting out and AJ was kind of established and he said he's given him the, the fight of his life in that match and to, to then go and see that on the big stage in WWE on a big four pay-per-view would just be uh, music to my ears. That'd be absolutely superb. Oops, excuse me. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> sorry, just burped. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I don't want to uh, hear that. No. <laughs> you, you don't agree with that, lads, no. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, it'd be interesting at Survivor Series where they go with the show versus brand versus brand like from the last couple of years. Because there is, this is kind of the last proper pay-per-view until then. Because they've got the, they've got the showdown under and then they've got the evolution and then they've got the Saudi Arabia show. Spoiler. Yeah. And then it's then and then it's I think it's TLC in December, so that'll be the next And then there's a uh, NXT as well, aren't there? Yeah, they may they may not do a uh, Raw versus SmackDown this year. No, they'll definitely do it, Nick. It's, it's been every year, mate. No, all the, uh, all the, all the, all the, unless unless something drastically changes. Uh, yeah, they have started I'm, I have seen on Twitter actually recently they have started doing digs between uh, Corbin and Page. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. probably will actually, in all fairness. But if, you, if you look back at Survivor Series, like me and you were up for Survivor Series last year, uh, last year, sorry, and we were tweeting about it, one of us was Raw, one of us was SmackDown, uh, and then obviously from my 2016 book, they did a Raw versus SmackDown on that. So unless something drastically changes, um, yeah, it should be a Raw versus SD uh, Live once again. I fell asleep during the main event last year. <laughs> After AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar, that was the main event last year. That wasn't the main event. Was Raw versus SmackDown, wasn't it? Uh, Try to remember. Yeah, Styles Lesnar was matched tonight. So. Yeah, Styles Lesnar. Yeah, uh, it, it must have been a five on five. Uh, I can't remember it off the top of my head. Should we move on to the Ronda Rousey match? So she's beat Alexa Bliss in twelve minutes. And the first time I missed this match. So. <laughs> And I it's, don't give a damn about my reputation. <laughs> so, it's uh, like everything I've been saying yeah. since WrestleMania, to be honest. Um, non-gender specific Ronda Rose is the, the hottest star in the company. Do you have any concern about how she's been booked going forward? She's looking so unstoppable at the moment. I think it's quality. I, I love the way um, I was a big fan of. She literally put Bliss in the armbar. It wasn't even locked in, pretty much, and Bliss was tapping out sort of thing, <laughs> uh, which I was a big. Oh, I was a big fan of it. Uh, I don't think there was any any botch there or anything like that. I think it was just uh, good for both of them. And um, I think I like the way she's she's also improving her acting as well. I'm a big fan of the way she sort of she was still selling the rib injury as well when she won the match. Do you think she can do um, that so well because she's legitimately here, so ribs properly fighting so she knows what it feels like so there's no real fakeness to it yeah maybe I don't know the thing is in this situation though is I don't think Alexa Bliss looked weak in that match no Uh, not at all I think both people have come out looking strong and and you've kept you know Ronda uh, and and then Bliss can can go to where she needs to go to I'm guessing they're building towards uh, Rousey against uh, Natalia down the line that looks like it's going to happen to me, and that'll be fantastic. I think, um, yeah, I think obviously Bliss and Trish will start there. So probably, I think it's it's at the, at the Super Super Showdown. It's uh, Rousey and the Bellas versus the Riot Squad, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. 
so I imagine they'll build for that over the next sort of few couple of weeks or so, how long it is, two, three weeks. And then um, I reckon I've got a feeling that yeah, after the, that, the, it, the, I reckon the after it will lose to the right squad the last couple of weeks. So the the Bellas have beaten all the right squad over the last couple of weeks. So now they're going to put them in a six-woman tag with the Badasar's one. The best way of doing it was to have the right squad beat the Bellas. So the Bellas oh, would yeah. have to bring in from the Rousey to help them. But at the moment, they're just making themselves stronger, even though they keep beating. <laughs> but... well, it's like the, it was like the, when it was back in 2011, John Cena versus the Miz, our truth and the Miz. John Cena beat them in a handicap match. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And then had to go and get The Rock to help him. That's a Survivor Series. <laughs> Although, to be fair, in, uh, in 2013 at TLC, CM Punk beat The Shield on his own. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? That's, that's three men against one. And it was bloody brilliantly done if you ever want to go and watch a handicap match. That, that was absolutely superb. Right, so there, apparently a full leaked um, card for Evolution has been released. Um, have you guys seen it? No. Mm. Yeah, I saw the photo you put in the group chat. Mm. Um, and that's why I'm thinking about if it is genuine. I can see um, with oh, Nikki, okay. Nikki Bella versus Rousey, I can see after them... Uh, even if it's one of them turning, sort of, if the Bellas turn heel or what have you, mm. I can see it. You know, that spoilers, it. Nick. What's the spoilers? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's opinion. Carry on. I'm only joking. Well, do you want, do you want uh, to go through the card? Or you? Do you to... I, I don't think I've seen the card, to be honest. Uh, I, I ain't fussed. Uh, the card doesn't tell you everything, does it? It's apparently. Yeah, exactly. Loads of people say it's like rubbish, loads of people say it's, uh, it's I don't know, you can't, it's just internet rumours, isn't it? Um, exactly. no, I'm looking forward to it though, but as I say, it'll be interesting where they, where they do go, but as, as I say, I think the, uh, with the match itself, I think the strongest thing that came out of it is the armbar, I think that's the thing yeah. that just looks the strongest out of everything, how, how powerful the move is and how, how dangerous it is and how, just, yeah, just, I think that's the, probably the, the thing that's come out, looking the strongest out of everything in that match. Yeah. Apparently, apparently they, they, they released this card because ticket sales are really bad for Evolution. They've only sold 7,000 7, out of a 16,000 stadium. So apparently by releasing this card, they're hoping more people will go to it. Well, that's really frustrating in itself, you know what I mean? Everyone's, um, you know, wants this, this women's wrestling and, and this women's evolution in in real life across sports and across everything and then the opportunity to pay as long as the prices aren't too high i'm not sure about them but the opportunity to pay be a part of it and watch something that will go down in history uh and people don't want to do it and it's like well uh you, you say give divas a chance the hashtag that led to all this and this is the next step and you've just got to keep on supporting the, the, you know, the women's wrestlers and it's it's frustrating from, from the outside looking in that they're not really doing that maybe there'll be a big walk up in the end um, with the card being released and, I think, and I, people I think, getting on board I think the main event of Ronda Rousey versus John Cena's girlfriend wasn't, doesn't work that's all Nikki Bell's been portrayed as, as the, for the last three years as Nikki as John Cena's girlfriend not as a badass who has a chance against Ronda Rousey Mm, fair point. No, I, it might have been better if you if you're gonna bring Stress or Lisa in, put her against Trish. 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 <laughs> Maybe yeah. Trish. Trish. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Bocho uh, mania. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is. The card looks alright. I think. I would have had Sasha versus. I think Sasha versus Bailey should be on the card. If, yeah. Yeah. It's like, how long are you leaving that? Because, like you said, that, that probably happened at uh, TLC now, wouldn't it? Because if it happens before then, let's say, like the Survivor Series, it wouldn't be Raw versus SmackDown Live. No. So, uh, um, yeah, they've, they've left that way too long. It should have happened at SummerSlam. I missed the match off it. Have you? Are we having, we, have, we haven't discussed Daniel Bryan and Miz's match. Yeah, but that was the penultimate match, anyway. Oh, that was. I thought, yeah. I thought that was a really bad match. Did you? I, think, I think they're very, they, they're very smart. Well, the, the whole. Po- I thought the focus of the match was wrong. The whole the focus of the match was Bree and Maurice. Mm-hmm. When, when there should be Miz and Brian. 
Um, I'd really yes and no. I don't care about Brian Ruiz. Okay, but then to to the casual fan, um, the obviously the hardcore wrestling fan of Brian and the Miz. But the storyline's been built up that it's Maurice and Miz against Brian, so that's why Bree got involved. I thought it was smartly worked, in all honesty. I think they smartly um, worked. They did quite well keeping Bree and Miz interactions to a well, minimal. Well, but you know, Bree Bree got the hands on the Miz, which was uh, non PG again and a non politically correct again because they don't want to have intergender matches. But they'll have Rosie T off on Triple H and obviously on the Miz um, yeah it's it, it's one that I didn't expect to go that way I expected it to be Brian and Bree but once again it just adds to the to the storyline and hmm. you know look back at um, you know 2013 to 2014 for Brian um, everything about that was not very good for Brian until the ending um, you know the amount of times he he, he went into a match against Randy Orton and stuff, and I, I kind of switched off at that point, really, because you knew he wasn't going to win the title back, and then I finally come back into it when he beat Triple H and Batista and Randy Orton in the same night. Yeah. So um, let's just hope the payoffs, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz, the WWE uh, Championship at uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. Nothing else will matter then. These shenanigans again, a super showdown on the way it's called. Where Miz wins the number one contender match. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I wasn't keen on that match. So. I'm not a huge fan on intergender tags if the men and women can't fight each other. I just don't see it. Well, it's, it's not intergender, it's mixed, uh, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I don't they understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Well, the mixed match challenge could have been absolutely incredible. And we talked about it, we talked about reviewing it and stuff. And then when it came down to it, and uh, you know the women were. Uh, Wrestling the women, the men were wrestling the men. Hmm. It's just like every other match we've ever seen lately. So there's nothing special to it, but they could have Rousey gone on into WrestleMania. Yeah. When, when her and Triple H went up against her, the crowd went, oh, Yeah, amazing. I know. I, I would pay to to be in a, a venue to see Rousey versus Triple H, and I, I wouldn't be the only person. I reckon that would that could sell out a pay-per-view. I saw glimpses glimpse of it in America, but I never mentioned I went there. <laughs> yeah, you haven't mentioned that so far tonight, Nick. So, but but that just there because like when when Rousey and Kurt Angle were against Triple H and Stephanie, I said at the time I was thinking she's just going to come in, she's going to tap Stephanie out really quickly. Yeah. But the match that they, they worked was absolutely fantastic, and when Rousey was teeing off on teeing off on Triple H, I know Nick was there jumping up and down. Um, and I was doing it at home, and it was amazing. And it shows that if you book it correctly, much like the tag team wrestling we uh, we talked about uh, beforehand, you can you can do this. Mm. Um, you know, and they've just got to take that that risk with it because obviously, it you know it comes back to uh, the non PG elements which we've seen throughout this pay per view, and you know there'll, there'll be a backlash to it, won't there, because of how things are in the world today. But the um, you know it would be it would be equality men against women and you know that's that's what everyone's striving for that's you know uh, men and, and women want the same pay and, and so on and so forth and that's how it should be so if they want to wrestle each other more power to them yeah I, I remember when there was rumours of Charlotte was going to be in the next cruiserweight classic and everyone was like yeah that'd be amazing <laughs> sorry <laughs> Uh, shall we move on to the main event, which was a bit befuddling? <laughs> it was it was an unbelievable ending. I never, never saw that happening. I never saw Based that happening. It. It, it was fantastic. Um, and to be fair, I think it was looking like during the match, and it was the match was fantastic. Uh, the ending was brilliant, and then I was thinking this could be one of the best best pay per views ever, and then and it, it just stopped. And it just ended, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it make sense when? I was like, have they fucked up here? I was like, what's happened? What? I was like, what? Why is it? Why is it? I just was lost for words. I was like, what? Why is it? Why is it finished? I was like, it's like me watching like there's like ten minutes of a movie left and you just switched it off. It just made absolutely zero sense to end it like that. I mean, it was it was and it was all fantastic. I mean, you say the match itself was brilliant. Dolph 
Dolph Drew coming out, the shield coming out, the glove and the cell, fantastic. Well, so at, uh, that, at that yeah, point, does Braun Strowman have a steel thing in his abdomen? Because <laughs> Reigns speared him, and then they both lay on the floor for 20 minutes. <laughs> it might be like when Bret Hart put that steel thing around him and yeah. uh, uh, took, a, took a Goldberg in to spear him in uh, Toronto, I think it was. Yeah. Strowman's took a uh, CrossFit. So <laughs> but that was all fantastic. I mean, I think the the Dolphin Dolphin set um, going through the tables was the most predictable yeah. thing I don't know that ever saw coming. But uh, I was hoping, I was really hoping something was going to happen off the set. But um, I mean, you have to accept that we're not we're not in that industry, and obviously that these young, all of them have got careers ahead of them. Uh, See, this is the interesting thing you say there, Nick. You, you say you were you were averted your eyes during the Jeff Hardy Randy Orton match because it was non PG. And then you want someone to fly off the hell in the cell? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, I was it was all going fantastic. Lesnar's music kit, and I sat so and marked it out, so I'd never expect. I thought he was completely and utterly done with. Oh, he looks, he looks, he looks amazing because yeah. he's only been gone a month. How much? He looks, he's, not, he's not fat and bloated and red yeah. anymore. He's, to to be honest, him. to be honest, guys, he looks like he wants it again. He does, yeah. He looked like he wanted it again. And you talk about the ending, Nick. That's that's how they used to do cliffhangers, mate. I, you know, in your house, thirteen. Um, Bret Hart, Undertaker, Vader, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, Bret Hart wins the title, and the ending was Psycho Sid, who was number one contender, coming to the ring to confront Bret Hart, and they went off the the air like that. No, I'm not not looking. I say when Lesnar came out, fantastic. No, it was brilliant. And you say he does look, that was the biggest pop Lesnar's had for a long time, so I know because it wasn't announced or anything, that might have helped, and mm-hmm. it added to the whole buzz of it all, and that was brilliant, he came out looking fired up, I loved the beard was quality, um, And um, but then it just ended, like, I mean, I, I just thought, like, at least, they would have, at least even if you put, like, both, well, they put their arm over each other, so. Well, he, no, he, he, he has five. Lesnar's come in, Lesnar's come in, and he's beat down both people. But he has five reigns on to Strowman, well, that makes sense, that, then Strowman pins him. I don't know, but... Lesnar doesn't want either of them to win because uh, Strowman was monster in the bank, you know, overseeing Lesnar versus Reigns. And then... Can't the referee Strowman count to ten and Reigns and double. involved in the ending that cost Lesnar the match. So why would he want either of them to win? Uh, yeah, but it's ahead of the cell match. Mick Foley's falling off the cell twice. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, we, we know that... Roman Reigns can get up from multiple F5s. He's done it. I'd have just done I'd have even done it. I'd have generally just done it and put the both both of them called over each other and both of them put an arm over each other or something. But not the referee just coming down, having both look at both men and go, nah, fuck this, this is finished. Yeah, we'll this one. Yeah, in, in all honesty. It'd be better if that referee honesty. counted to ten but both knocked out. Yeah, he could have done that. In all honesty though, lads, it's great a uh Interesting debate between the three of us, isn't it? And it's got us all talking, and it's got Nick wanting to watch Raw yeah. uh, at some point. Spoiler free. Um, so, so, so according to Dave Meltzer, um, Lesnar signed a sh- just signed a short term deal to have a match in Saudi Arabia in November. Yeah, I've heard. I've seen an article yeah. on the Sun. I think it was a about that. <laughs> it just came up on my, it came up on my Facebook and Twitter page. I didn't, not, I didn't actually read it in the newspaper. Um, it just came up on the uh, on like Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, sorry to all uh, fellow well, fellow Liverpool uh, listeners. Uh, so I certainly don't buy it, but there's another subject. Um, yeah, no, basically you're saying yeah that what you just said about Lesnar short. You saw an article online, Nick. There you go. <laughs> Are you out of that nice big hole you create for yourself, mate? Um. Oh, hang on, I've got 20 messages now from people saying... <laughs> uh, no, um, no, all jokes aside, I think, yeah, Lesnar, um, short-term deal, it can't hurt. I, I've got a feeling they'll keep doing short-term deals. I mean, he's, he's probably got a good relationship with WWE, hasn't he? If the money's right, he's definitely going to have a good relationship. But... I, I think if he looks this motivated, then I'm happy. Yeah, that's the thing. And it was just for... You know what I mean? It's, it's I, really I, watched him, I watched him in the East in the East, um, the, the network show against the New Day and he destroyed all three of them and nobody gained in that match um, and that's kind of how it's been I mean if you go back to Brock Lesnar versus John Cena you talk about a non-PG match that's what they had at Extreme Rules can't yeah, remember the year when, his first, his when first match 
yeah, when Lesnar returned, and that's the Brock Lesnar I want to see, and that'll be quite close to 2002-2004 Lesnar, and then you can, by all means, uh, build the company around him, but he just hasn't looked motivated since at least the beasts in the East. I was, yeah, no, exactly. It was just really refreshing. I know it's, it's weird that we were only talking about a month, a month ago about SummerSlam. Everyone was delighted to see at the back of him. Uh-huh. It is just funny. I'm, I'm myself. It just makes resting this crazy sport that we all love. But a month later, but the thing, the I, thing I, is, I, in I, this situation, no, uh, sorry, Nick. The thing is, in this situation, Brock Lesnar is a collegiate wrestler, and will always be a collegiate wrestler. So if he was, um, you know. The matches he had against Kurt Angle, uh, SmackDown 2002-2004, until when he left against Goldberg and Austin was the referee. Um, if we can get back to and we can tap into that Brock Lesnar, then it'll be absolutely superb to watch. But unfortunately, it's gone the other way. I mean, it seemed like he was all about the money. But Lesnar on Sunday looked motivated as hell. And, and that's the Brock Lesnar I want to see. Cool. <laughs> where did uh, Drew and Dolph, where did Drew and Ambrose go as well? I was thinking what, happen, what happens <laughs> afterwards. Lying. So they just stuck slowly, walk, climb down, and going, "I hate you, I hate you, I hate you." But we can't fight because we're not getting paid anymore. It's finished. Just <laughs> 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 walk back. <laughs> I, don't, I was thinking about that. As well. <laughs> I was just hoping. That they were just, that I was just hoping when Lesnar's beating the crap out of the two of them, just going to fly they lay up there because they sorry Nick they lay up there because they didn't want to get F5 mate yeah, yeah good idea no yeah. Uh, it, 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 it was um, it was probably I'd say I was going to say it was probably actually one of my favourite pay-per-views of the year I think WWE yeah. wise uh, I, I, yeah. if we actually uh, the NXT I, stuff I think I haven't seen uh, NXT uh, take over Brooklyn I'm working on that um, but I think wrestling's been on a roll now. So, um, Slammiversary by Impact Wrestling was fantastic. SummerSlam was all in, which we're going to talk about uh, briefly in a minute. Um, and then Hell in a Cell. It's, it's on a hell of a roll. It really is. Um, from kickoff to the main event, that's one of the pay-per-views of the year. Everything was just on point, either from a storyline perspective or from an in-ring wrestling perspective. And it made me proud to be a fan. Well, it did, and to be fair, I'm not, I rarely start for them anymore, whether that's, uh, I think that's just me, obviously, my, me losing a bit of interest in WWE, whatever. but now this, t- I was buzzing that I stayed up for it. Um, so I can't remember the last time I generally enjoyed a pay-per-view, and I was so happy I stayed up for it, because I, I mean, I, I think that was probably the first one I've actually stayed up for, I think. Um, in fact, yeah, I think it's the first one I've stayed up for. a while, Nick. It's since the Royal Rumble, I think. Obviously, WrestleMania, for obvious reasons, I didn't start for it. Uh, <laughs> As I mentioned. You're uh, almost as good as plugging WrestleMania and the NXT takeover uh, that you saw whilst you was viewing WrestleMania, well, whilst you was in New Orleans, as I am plugging my books, Nick. Yeah, well, I just haven't mentioned it much, so it's just, just letting the fans know that uh, giving giving me a character, basically. Um, <laughs> but, but no, um, but no, I'd say this: the first one I stayed up to, like I say, since the Royal Rumble, I think, and um, I'm just so glad I did. I thought it was fantastic and. I say, if WWE can do that every time I start, then I'll be a happy man because it's made me want to. Cause I used to love it, obviously, when I was say, a bit more younger, when I had a lot more, sort of, even when I was got college and stuff next, I'd love to stand up for the shows. Mm-hmm. But, so I've got a bit off doing it, but now, yeah, so I mean, it was constantly have work on the Monday, uh, which helped, and it was a last minute decision to stay up, and I'm so delighted I did, and um, so it was a decision well made, and so thank you for WWE for, for repaying the. Uh, Repaint, yeah, they were paid and they've been to me sleeping and staying up. That's, uh, that's the one. Trying to find the words there. But no, um, extra pay-per-view. So. You're your tongue-tied, Nick. That's that's obviously a good sign. Um, see, for me, this would be the kind of pay-per-view that when, when I was a teenager and stuff, uh, coming in from a Sunday league football, going to bed, uh, getting up to watch ECW, and this would have been the... Uh, the perfect show for me to, to watch and then go back to bed and go to, to school or college the next day like Nick said um, I, I really really enjoyed this from start to finish uh, absolutely fantastic and the tag team match will go down much like the, the IC title um, uh, matches and feuds in, uh, in 2016 uh, this, this tag team and the Raw 4 
will will be looked upon in in years to come as uh, some of the greatest uh, singles and tag team wrestling that you've you've seen really. Uh, and it was a pleasure to watch it and to talk about it on a BGW pod. B team, B team, go go go! This is Ryan Parrott, and you're listening to Broken but Glorious. As a quick, just quickly, we're two weeks out from All In, and we haven't discussed it on the show yet. So, what were your quick thoughts on it? Uh, for me, uh, I, w- I watched it with um, Best of the British Indies, uh, Tom Baker, mm-hmm. and we loved it. In all honesty, um, the Fatal Four Way, the women's match, uh, was absolutely superb. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was a bad match on the show, and obviously there was different intriguing matches. Um, it's one of those ones where I looked at with with Pentagon uh, Junior and Phoenix, and obviously the rumours were they're going to WWE and stuff. And I was like, please, please stay away from them because they've torn it up in Impact Wrestling, and they are just like, like I said on the the, the chat off air. Um, they're the best tag team in the world for me, the Lucha Brothers. Um, absolutely adore them. They are they're amazing. And uh, Cody versus uh, Nick Aldis was felt, felt a fantastic massive, story. Say that again, Chris. I said it felt massive. It felt like a big, a proper fight, like a boxing fight, a heavyweight boxing. Well, yeah, match when or... you when you had DDP and Tommy Dreamer in Cody's corner, um, for Alicia example, was there as well. And then uh, Jeff Jarrett and uh, Sean Devari was in Nick Aldis's corner, wasn't he? Yeah, um, Tim Storm. Uh, the, the, yeah, the, the, the uh, Tim Storm wasn't it? I think yeah. Um, and that was just a uh, fantastic. And, and if you wanted the NWA World Heavyweight title to mean anything, um, to, to put it in front of that amount of fans on a quote-unquote independent show where everyone's working together. I mean, the, the commentary team was Ring of Honor, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, and Impact Wrestling. Yeah. So er- everyone come together for that show. And it, it was uh, it was superb. Um, from start to finish in different ways. Um, Hangman Page was fantastic. Joey Janela, who I'd only um, heard about with his spring breaks and stuff that are advertised on Twitter. I thought he was one of the stars of the show. Um, Penelope Ford, who I'd heard a little bit about, showed um, you know amazing athleticism uh, during that match. Um, you know, you got the main event of the Golden Elite against uh, Rey Mysterio, Bandido, and Phoenix. Uh, who was that? Sorry, Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. Um, just everything. Mighty School against uh, the Rainmaker, Kashika Ricarda. That was superb as well. I mean, yeah. I just hope this is the first all-in of many. Yeah. Uh, and this was an absolute game changer. The fact that New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor are running Madison Square Garden next year and people don't think this is the best time ever to be a fan or a writer or a reporter or a journalist on professional wrestling, then you need your head seeing too, really. It's amazing. It's incredible to be uh, associated with professional wrestling at the moment. It also shows how massive uh, Nick Aldis has done, how a great job Nick Aldis has done with the NWA tag, because he won it in front of 400 people, and he lost it in front of 10,000 people. <laughs> so, just show how much he's elevated that title. Uh-huh. And 200 more days he's had it. So, so do you think um, the NWA Sorry, one second, Chris. It was 11,000 in the end, wasn't it? 11,000 and something, according to the official Twitter of All In. Was it? I don't know. Okay. So do you think WWE learned anything from All In for this show? Because I think the story, the matches were all given a great amount of time. I think the shortest match was 13 minutes. I think everybody looked like a star coming out of every match like they did All In. Uh-huh. And they, yeah. They, I've, I've been saying, have, 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 seven, have six or seven good matches on a pay-per-view. Everyone loves it. I'll have yeah, like, Summer Chris, Slam earlier. Really. was so good. I think that's because, do you think it's all thanks to All In? I'm not saying well, it's but I think they've watched it and thought people like wrestling. <laughs> people, the heart. They, <laughs> they, they, the, the, the thing is in this. The thing is in this situation, though, lads, is uh, the pro wrestling subjective show I went to on Sunday. That had six matches, and that felt like it was a long enough card. Yeah. So less is more. Yeah. 
Yeah. So say at SummerSlam. Yeah. Was it? What was the last one we reviewed? Was that SummerSlam? Yeah. Yeah. And the no. Ro- Ro- it was Nick. What did we do after SummerSlam? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no, we did one. What was the one we did a couple of weeks ago with uh, Mark? Was that? Was that? No, that was. Yeah. Um, well, oh, we're just talking about the good, the good, uh, the good brothers, uh, the English brothers. They are all the best wrestlers in the world. <laughs> yes, PWI 500. That's which it, yeah. Two good was brothers. Paul, was Paul London not in the top 500? Or was it my eyes? I've not seen it. So. I, 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 I saw the top 500 and I don't think he was in it at all. And that really shocked me. Because I, I guess he was, you know, he had an injury back in April and stuff. But still. Um, yeah. Alright, so um, we're well over an hour, so should we <laughs> wrap up? Yeah, you might have to cut this one down, Chris. <laughs> Good chat, though, lads. Alright, so before before we go, um, please check out my interview with Shikara, Golden Grappler, and winner of the 2018 Johnny Kidd Invitational, Travis Huckabee. It's already past 500 listens, so thank you for everyone. <laughs> so, that's only, yeah, only released on Friday, so all our Shikara oh, interviews are do brilliant, so. We are awesome. I'm going to work on getting your interviews uh, listened to, there, Nick. Uh, Nick, sorry. Uh, Nick doesn't do any interviews. Um, oh, charming. <laughs> well, you're trying to, you said you were trying to do the Riptide one, Nick, and we're still waiting. Um, yeah, Chris. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, no, I'll, I'm trying to get your interviews listening to, yeah, Chris. So all, um, all the ones from... just... I was kind. I was kind of going to work before, so I was listening to him there and back, and I'm kind of without a job right now. So, if anyone's hiring, um, you know, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, and I'm on Instagram. There you go. Yeah, all, all, all the ones from WrestleMedia Con, you can listen to it under an hour. It's just the yeah. one big playlist. So, yeah. So, if, if you enjoy our show, check us out on Twitter. It's BBGWPod, and we'll see you for our review of Super Showdown down under in Australia. Which has a has a really good card from what I've seen. Uh huh. Good night. Very good. Good night, everyone.